this week we're talking tarot, or tarot, but definitely not tarot. Get it together, people. Learn how tarot can be a useful tool for working through life's problems, even for non-believers like me. Learn about the structure of the tarot deck and how card meanings work based on their position and the reader. We also talk about weird public perceptions of what tarot's all about and how to tell if a deck is right for you. Know this week in Woo this time, because this week is Woo! listeners who follow us over there and if you don't follow us on social media you really should and give us feedback on our shows talk to us on social media we like that so uh but i did a poll asking for some feedback on whether or not people would be interested in episodes that uh because obviously between the two of us we have some i won't call them woo woo interests but we have you know we get into some esoteric shit and we don't normally, I mean, we reference things, but we don't normally have, I mean, like we did a Wicca episode a long time ago. It got along, about yeah. the wheel of the year. But we, you know, there's, there's so many things we could talk about that we haven't, but we, you know, there's things, there's things we could be kind of instructional about and maybe people are curious, but they don't want to go listen to some boring person explaining things, but they would listen to us explaining it. Uh, yeah, but I will say that it's kind of funny because I was talking to Darren about this. Uh-huh. And he's getting a kick out of the woos, by the way. Oh, good. And he was like, well, it's really, really funny listening to y'all, like, making fun of some of these things because some of the shit that you believe is really crazy in woo, too. And I was like, I know, but it's different because I believe it. <laughs> I mean, if if you, it's kind of hard to compare. You well, I guess if you're someone who believes in absolutely nothing, then an actual religion would be the same thing as someone thinking that the the Illuminati is out to get us. Yeah, and it was funny. I mean, he meant it like. In a respectful, affectionate I know, way, but, but most it was kind of funny. But like I'm like, yeah, I, I yeah, we're you're right, but we're not the comet chasers, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, absolutely, and I think, and I think what we're going to talk about today is a really good example of how you can believe in believe something has value and believe something is worth doing. And it be important without being overly woo about it. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I think that's why I think that's why we are a good introduction into a lot of stuff for people. So what we're going to talk about today is 
tarot. And we're not going to go too deep on it, but I mean, there, there are some aspects of it that we could go super deep and we're going to try really, really hard not to, but we're going to just sort of give people a lighthearted look at what it is and what we think of it and how tarot cards can be used to be helpful as a, as a tool Mm -hmm. for your life. Anything else before we start? I know, and I gotta say that I have, you know, hello, Darren, do you remember this? <laughs> I did a reading for Darren one time, and it was, if I, re- I don't remember what the specifics of it were, and if right. I did, I wouldn't say, but I honestly don't. But it was pretty on. Yeah. And I remember it helped him think and get through whatever it was he was getting through. Yeah. You know? That it was, yeah. So it does work for the non-believers. Right. And honestly, in this, you know, between the two of us, well, neither of us are super, oh my God, these cards are magic believers, but I'm more on the non-believer side. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I don't think that they are an amazing thing to use and we'll explain what we mean by using them, you know, and there's, you know, a lot of misconceptions about what they are and we'll kind of probably go into that a little bit too. Oh yeah. And I want to preface too, by like my point of view is that, and this is my point of view. I don't want to hear arguments from people that disagree. You disagree. That's fine. Right. My point of view is I firmly believe that psychics do not exist and they're full of shit. Okay. I believe in intuition. Okay. Which is totally different than psychics. Because I've had psychic readings from many different people, several of whom have been friends. They have never been right. They've never been accurate. I say that as far as specific future predictions. Oh, predictions are no. They're predictions what other, are no that's help. what I'm saying when I say about that, you know. Right. And there's wackadoodle people that actually think. I remember reading like this whole long website about this woman who wrote a book where she believes that the tarot is sentient. Oh, Lord. And I was like, yeah, no, go to a therapist and shut up. Okay. So I don't believe that. I don't believe in psychics. I absolutely do not believe in clairvoyance. Yeah. But I believe in the value for whatever this means. I've never had the tarot be wrong. Right. I've had it reflect on things that are going on now and I've had it be accurate for things that have happened in the near future mm-hmm. because it's based on the energy of now. Right, which is why I can't tell you, I couldn't possibly know what's going to happen a year from now because yeah. you're going to do a million things So I'm things not applying it then. from yeah. a psychic right. point of view. Right. Uh, you know, and I just want to say that and to all you psychics out there, God bless you. I don't want to argue with you, but until you can prove to me that you're not a hoax, 
I'm always going to think you're a hoax. <laughs> I think I think part of a lot of that kind of stuff is that people, when people promise way beyond what they could ever possibly provide. Oh, yeah. Like, like a lot of, like, well, like you were talking about, like, predictions of things. You can't, it when you get into things like this is absolutely going to happen in your future, that goes into the... No matter what you do between now and then, this moment is going to take place, which kind of goes against free will. It goes, yes. you know, and that's one of those things. It's like that's where it gets into hooey. And that's what you're saying. <laughs> the very value of the tarot is, for whatever reason, it really somehow reflects what is going on right now. Yeah. And oh, yeah. if this doesn't change, this is what might could happen. Right. Whether it be good or bad, but it also gives you... It gives you options. It gives if you... If you yeah. change what you're doing, if you don't like the way it's going, you can change it. Right. And if you do like the way it's going, keep doing what you're doing. Right. And and like when you said that that one woman thought of the, the cards as actually being sentient... It immediately made me think of all the times that I've yelled at, at at my cards, that I've turned over a card and I'll and I'll see you know, well the the most common one for me that that just happens all the time is okay, it's like okay I need I need I need to pull another card and the, and I just and I flip it over and I go oh fuck you Queen of Cups it's all <laughs> it's like it's oh always- I've done that too I've been like. God damn it! Because there's been times where like, I was like, I know I'm the Queen of Cups. Shut up. The you same cards come that. over, over and over and over, and I'm like, well, screw you, because I don't want to hear this shit again. But you know what? I have to. Right. That's and why I, 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 I cannot explain that. Okay. And I don't think it's the sentiency of the cards. I think it is like. It is somehow feeding off like our energy of what's going on right now, and we can't which explain is far how different or why from or saying right. that it, you know, right? It's and it's one of those things that, like, if it came down to pure statistical probability, the number of times I have done readings for myself with this deck, I should have seen at least half of the cards by now. There are cards in my deck. I don't even remember what they look like because I haven't seen them since the first day I got it and I looked through and I looked at all the cards because part of why I chose this deck was because I was fascinated by the artwork. And that tends oh, to yeah. be, that tends to be a thing. We'll probably go into that there. So there's a basic structure to a tarot deck. You may have heard the phrase Major Arcana. You may, you know, there's suits like a regular deck of cards would have. There's, you know, different things mean different kinds of stuff. Um, if a card is upright versus upside down. Some people don't believe in reversals. I think that's dumb. But, you know, you read it how you, however you want to read it. Uh, but, the, but the basic structure of the deck, if it's a tarot deck, yeah. it's always going to have that structure no matter what the artwork is. Mm-hmm. Although some some decks I have seen some decks that are cheap ass shit that don't even try to put artwork on them. They just say it's almost like a blank piece of paper that says 
well, this is the three of wands and it means this. It's like, it's like, no, you're supposed to give me something to work with. You're not supposed to tell me what you mean. I mean, to me, I don't like that because I, there's I two, and we will not go in because I could talk about this for an hour and I won't. Yeah. I'll talk about it for 30 seconds. Because the symbolism and stuff yeah. is part of why a deck yeah. speaks to you. It's part of why... What, what I see when I look at this card is different than yeah. what you see when you look at that card, you know? And if it's just words, then it doesn't fucking help Yeah, anything. but there's some people that are just like, well, you know, the cards just don't matter and that, that it just, you know, you can just throw them out and then it, you know, the three, it, it, it has nothing to do. It's just going to trigger my clairvoyance. Right, and that's... Such, and it's like, no, like, no, no, I'm channeling from the archangels right now. So the fact that I turned over this card it's is irrelevant. It's not going to channel because, your yeah. clairvoyance. It's going to, uh, you know, and oh, like, oh my God, up. yeah. Oh, yeah. shut up. You are not channeling yeah. archangels, you crazy, crazy woman. Anyway. Because it's like <laughs> the imagery of it, and you can interpret different decks. I mean, there's a structure, right? Right. Like... The Ten of Cups is always going to be the Ten of Cups. And the Ten of Wands is always going to be the Ten of Wands. And if you don't believe that, then you're wrong and don't read tarot. Right? Right. right. It's always going to be what it is. Well, the car- the cards are what they are because yeah. they, in the whole deck, it covers everything. Yeah. And- but the nuances are going to be different based on the artwork and... Right. Some people work with different decks than other people do. Like, I work with the Mythic. I worked with the Mythic since 1989 when it came out. Right. I've worked with many, many, many other decks. But you This is the one that. that speaks to me. I have another deck that I use for personal and ritual purposes because the imagery speaks to me for that. Is that the animal one? It's the uh, Wildwood. Wildwood, yeah. Yeah. So the nuances are always the same, but you got to pick a deck where the imagery specifically speaks to you right. to make it work for you and who you are. And do I say, if you believe this or not, who you are in this lifetime or in sure. this stage of your life? And sometimes, like, for example, okay, the the one that I bought, this is the first deck I ever, that I've ever bought. It's the only, it's the only tarot deck that I have. I am fascinated by tarot decks just as a thing. I am always looking at them. I find a lot of the artwork really beautiful on a lot of them. I love the way there's so many different ways to do it. And I'm fascinated because from like a design standpoint, I really love uh, looking at different decks. But part of what drew me to this one, it's called the Everyday Tarot Deck. And it's and the one that I have is little bitty, like a basic deck of cards. So they're very easy for me to shuffle. That's another thing. Tarot decks tend to be kind of oversized. And I don't know why I cannot, for the love of God, shuffle like a regular card shuffle on big cards. I cannot do it. My oh, hands. I know. Do you see? I'm holding up a card. Yes. Do you see the crease in the middle? Oh, my God. How is that not falling apart? That that? is from 30 years of shuffling. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, this card, this this deck has such a a sway to it. When I start shuffling, because I'll start shuffling before I've even 
got my mind into a place of where I'm ready to start and I'll just start shuffling. And what I do is I shuffle them face up because I want to, I want to, I'm, I'm trying to not have this, these cards just rocking back and forth on my table. So I shuffle them face up so that I can start bending them back the other way. Oh, I, I do that to... too. Like I'll switch, then yeah, I'll switch to make them so they're not totally like, what? Well, yeah, I've, yeah. yeah, I've done that. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and But part of why I love this deck, and if people want to Google the Everyday Tarot deck, um, part of what I love about it is that they take the traditional imagery kind of, although they do go a little, like all the cups, the people on the cups, like, or at least the, the court cards, they tend to be like, because it's water-based, they tend to be kind of mermaids uh-huh. looking. They all tend to have like fishtails and whatever, but they take the imagery and they go into, there's only three colors. It's purple and gold and white. And they reduce the image down to the, bare bones of what it could be and that from a learning the tarot standpoint has really worked with me because Mm -hmm. it immediately gets to the heart of of what the card is and anytime i don't have to pick up the book to remind myself what the card is you know because there's like you can sense the emotion behind it without like i i try really hard to not have the book tell me what it is Mm -hmm. because Although the, the nice thing about that book is it gives you very little in the way of a description. Yeah, yeah. Because it just gives you, it just sort of gives you a nudge. And for me, I, I mean, if I was someone who had never looked at tarot before, if I was someone who never paid me attention and I launched right into that, I think I would be confused. But I think it was good as a first deck for me. Because I didn't want it, I didn't want to be too influenced by what the book says. I wanted to, I wanted to learn it and once I learn it then I can move on to another deck that speaks to me in a different way. Like yeah, that yeah. Muse Tarot which is like the most gorgeous artwork ever, but I really am trying so hard. It's like I am not going to buy another deck for a while. Oh, and they do speak to you differently depending on the imagery. Yeah. You know. I will I I will so easily become a collector of tarot mm-hmm. decks if I'm not careful. And that, and that would, that would just be a complete waste of time for me to have, you know, 20 decks, but I only ever use this one. Oh yeah. But I have a lot of decks that I don't use. Yeah. I have the zombie tarot, which is visually fabulous. It's actually really, really cool. It's like, like ad copy art from the fifties, but with the zombie theme, really cool, but I could never read with it. Right. I have the Vampire Tarot, which is really visually cool, but I personally could never read with it, although I know people that probably could get really meaningful things because that's what they're into, you know? Right. Although I will say, because I've seen at least, I've seen a couple of different vampire-type decks, and there's at least one where all the men on the cards are so distractingly hot that I don't think I would be able to take it seriously. (laughs) Because sometimes it's like, oh, that card again. Oh, my. <laughs> you know, but it's funny. We were talking card. the other day, too. There's, like, so many, like, goddess decks. Oh, let's totally get into the goddess thing. I let's can't relate it. to that because I don't have a vagina. And I don't 
have any connection to the goddess that's stronger than my connection with the god. Right. Uh, my connect, I have a connection with the goddess, but I have an equally strong connection with the god. Right. And that doesn't speak to me personally. And, and that's one of the things, because Pitney and I, we talk about this sort of thing a lot. And as we start doing more episodes like this, we'll probably get more into this specific thing. But although even even as a woman, and even though sometimes the the decks that are more feminine art tend to tend to speak to me, of course. Like I have a deck that's called the Moon Deck, and it's every single card has a woman and the moon, and it's it's. I mean, it's amazing. It's not a tarot deck; it's a different kind of deck. But there's so many things that are goddess oriented, as if male energy doesn't exist, or if it does exist, it's bad and we should ignore it because we have to focus on this. And it's like, um, even if I was a lesbian. I wouldn't feel that way. I wouldn't feel Oh, that. girl, don't say that in pagan circles. You'd be oh, shot. I will see. And I, and there are people, it's like, I, I understand that if you're going, if you're going in this direction because you're trying to get away from Abrahamic religions that are male God figurehead centered. Okay. But denying the existence of male energy does not help you. Because the world is everything is both and everything is duality and unity at the same time and blah, blah, whatever. But one of the things that Penny and I, one of the reasons when he said we were talking about this the other day, we were talking about how we're pretty sure that there is not a tarot deck in existence that is God-based with no goddess it's like men only. And, I, we're, and we're not saying Jehovah or right. Yahweh or whatever the fuck the Bible God is. We're Little not saying G-God. that. We're saying... God, male gods. Like if We're it's, saying yeah. the true God, which is not the Christian God. <laughs> <laughs> the true God, who is, of course, Paul Stanley. But <laughs> which reminds me, uh, someday, Fitney and I hope to get the uh the rights to create the kiss tarot yes because believe me we've thought about it we are we already know we already have a lot of the deck kind of figured out yeah because i know gene needs to be pentacles no that's not what we said gene was swords peter was pentacles because cats are the earth yeah, but the way I'm thinking about it now, Paul is definitely cups. There's no way this is a because this is a oh yeah, Paul is cups. But Jean's is Jean is so about money. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So the suits are cups and pentacles and and wands and swords. The basics are they cut they fall into these four categories, and we're going to use the traditional suit. Yeah. Yeah, so pinnacles are earthly things, money, home. Home, family, material. Material just stuff. Just stuff. It's stuff, basically. Yeah, it's actual stuff. Cups yeah. are emotions. Yeah. Wands, creativity. Yeah. A process of building things in a creative way. Right. Uh, intuition I, whether it be yeah idea whatever it's like a the creative process wherever that right and swords i've always seen swords as more like 
they are emotions in a lot of ways, but not like the cups. The swords are harsh. They're like I see them like anger, power, grief, like power anyway. based. But yeah, it's like power and control based strength, emotions as opposed to power, snuggly. control, leadership, discipline. Ma- the masculine version of leadership as opposed yeah. to like yeah. pentacles or cups, which would be more like yeah. If, if it was going in a leadership way. Anyway. You know, cups, I think, seem to be more, dare I say, fluffy or feminine emotion. Oh, I agree. Whereas swords too. are very emotional, but they tend to be more more harsh emotions. No, I totally agree And with I that. was going to say masculine emotion, but now I don't think that's right because a lot of the swords deal with, you know, grief and despair and which are... Typically not masculine emotions because the only masculine emotion is denial. (laughs) (laughs) It's denial or anger. I love that so much. Oh my God. Oh my God. But you get the point. Yes. No, I totally do. I never thought about it, but that's true. You know, in the court cards, you know, I have problems with the court cards. By court cards, we mean like king, queen, and in tarot, it's knight and page. Those traditionally mean other people. And I think a lot of the more psychic readers tend to, those are always other people. Right. And and whereas I get the queen of cups all the time because I am the fucking queen of cups. Yeah. I have found yeah. them to be in my 30 plus years of reading. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? They've... Very often are other people, but more often than not, they are you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there are aspects of you that you need to either get the fuck over or embrace. Right. Depending on the situation, but they're not always other people. Like, oh, yeah. You know, there's readers like, oh, you're getting the Knight of Wands. You're a 70 year old. That means someone is coming to, someone's coming to tell you something. Yeah, you're yeah. a seventy-year-old, toothless, wig-wearing harridan. But all of a sudden, oh, you got the Knight of Wands, and this thirty-year-old rich stud is going to come and sweep you off your feet. Bullshit. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, and well, you know, there's actually. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> now let me let me ask you this because that actually made me think to think about about you versus another person. Without getting too deep into it, I'm just curious about your opinion on this. Because I've heard some people will say that, like, you know, like, I only ever read for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think most people start that way because when you're learning, you're, I mean, that's part of, that's part of how you learn is you read for yourself. Yeah. But when it comes to, there's, there's a lot of people who think it's unethical. I don't think I agree with this. Uh, to read for a third party who isn't in the room. Like, I want to know what's going on with him. Like, if I asked you to do a reading for me, and it's like, I want it to be about him, that there are people who who think that you tap, like, tapping into an energy of someone who isn't here, and uh, we realize that that sounds very woo, but it all, it all becomes clear. That... But we, some woo is fact. Some woo is fact. Right. But <laughs> but there are people who think that it's not ethical to bring... 
But see, but the thing is, if you were doing a reading for me, and I'm just going to use the generic hymn, people who really listen to the show all the time know who I'm fucking talking about. Yeah. And know why I would ever, why part of my brain is always on him. So if you were doing a reading for me and I didn't say a damn thing about him, he could still come into that reading. Whether or oh, not. Oh, yeah, because it's in your consciousness. Right. But I, but if, but for me to somehow want a reading to be now this if i the example i was going to give would be a a really utterly weird misuse of the cards i want you to tell me what he's thinking Uh i want the cards to tell me what he's doing right this very minute okay how the fuck are they gonna do that and even if they did how would i know they were right because he's across town and he's not yeah. speaking to me. So it's a complete waste of time. Whether or not it's ethical, and I realize I asked you a question and I have not let you speak. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to yeah. say an interesting thing when I was doing, you know, when I was working for the line. Uh-huh. When I was doing card readings online, I had this, like, really nice business guy. Yeah. They used to call me once a week, and God, we would be on the phone for three hours. Just like you and I used to be when we were first learning it. Yeah, and I loved when he called because that was a lot of money for me. <laughs> yeah, because you, you got paid by time, right? By the minute. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. But anyway, he used to ask me a lot of questions about people that he worked with. Um, you know, business-wise. And looking back on it, maybe I should have realized that that maybe wasn't right, but it didn't occur to me at the time. I mean, I guess some of it depends on what, he's, what yeah. his, his question really was. Yeah, but I got to tell if you. If he was trying to use it for, like, insider trading, that's a weird no, approach. No. But, but I got to tell you, one time he was asking me about the specific person who he was considering for a promotion right Mm -hmm. oh wow and whatever weird combination of the cards were I was like you know it really really seems like this person is having an affair with somebody in the office oh wow and it's gonna create a situation oh man because of blah, 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 blah. And right. he was like, I don't see that at all. Where the fuck are you coming from? I mean, not he didn't say it like right, that, right. but he was like, I don't see where that's coming at all. Like, basically, like, what the heck? You know what? He The next week he called me, I was fucking right. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was the cards. And it's not like he turned over a card that showed two people fucking. Because and, that's not but the how situation works. was, if he had promoted this guy, it would have been a direct supervisor to the woman that he was fucking in the office that nobody knew about, which would have created, created a, a conflict. Right, it would have created a situation. And I don't know how, but somehow, not me, but the cards indicated that. Isn't that fascinating? Oh my God, wow. Oh, so shit. maybe that was unethical, but in the sense of... 
the guy that was asking the question for his best interest was well, in that question. Yeah. That was good information for him to have. And even though, but I think, I think in that case, he wasn't asking, I want you to tell me about him. It's, I need, no. I need help making a decision. Yeah. Okay. And that was interesting. Cause I remember when things like that, when I would think of things like that, right. Based on what the cards were, indicating to me I was always weird like oh my god do I really want to say this right because, because you're like oh my god this is crazy seem like a stupid psychic quack you know right. what I mean this is gonna make me sound like a nut job if I say this right but god damn it every time I did that I was right and because you had so many repeat customers when you were on that yeah. line you did have people calling you a week later and going holy shit and yeah. I'm not saying that to toot my horn, I'm saying it to toot the horn of the Terrell. Yeah, that that even though we can't explain how it works, and we're not saying there's like a divine hand moving the cards around, but somehow, yeah, they do tend to work. Yeah. And so okay, so back to the cards themselves. We talked. Okay, so anyway, talk yeah. So the, the core cards. Yeah. Sometimes a person. Yeah. Not always. Most of the time, from my experience, not. Yeah. Be on the lookout with the court cards and really figure out, are you doing wishful thinking or is this it's really happening? Right. And the court is cards it, tend you know, to be... Well, I guess I guess we can say, like, like I had said, like, the, I don't even... Actually, I don't even know if I said this. So you have numbers one, you know, ace through ten, and then the court cards. And then... Or, or the face cards, if you want to look at it like that. Yeah. Um... The ace, I mean, without going into all of it, to some extent, the ace in every suit kind of has a meaning. The two in every suit has a meaning. The three. Yeah, it's like the beginning and the ten is the end. Yeah, the ten is and a then completion so, And of then a cycle. it's going to restart all over again. Right. Yeah, basically. Like pages tend to mean communication, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, it's like the pages, pages are like, you know the beginnings of ideas it could be like a communication it could be a spark of an idea it could be right. the initial meeting which sparks some sort of interest in whatever right. you know and the nights that tend to be like more action involved right you know the nights are action and whether or not that be good action depends on what's going on yeah and, 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 and like and and because like we're saying you know a, a night isn't just a night it's a night of swords it's a night of cups it's like yeah it's action within the realm of the suit and the meanings behind the suits that we talk yeah, about. yeah and the queen or king tends to be the more you know mature experienced version of whatever right emotion that implies in a positive or good way depending on what the cards are surrounding well pro positive you or know. bad way i think is what yeah mean. oh yeah yeah positive or bad um and then there's you know because i yeah. famously call I, the queen of swords the bitch card the, the bitch queen yeah she's she's the and queen. i remember i was doing a class one time and we were doing like this tarot game yeah where we would just say words until the person across from us knew what card we were holding. 
Oh, like playing like playing password. Yeah. Oh my god, I and love I that. remember I got the Queen <laughs> of Swords, and I said bitchism. And you know what? The student that was across from me instantly guessed what card it was. Oh, totally. <laughs> what, other, what other card is absolutely a bitch? There is no other card that is absolutely a bitch. They could be a, they could be a little bitchy, but they're not I don't a bitch. I mean, it's, not it's, that's bitch not necessarily a bad thing. No. But. Like, 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 you know, because you and I have talked, and I, I mentioned earlier. It can know, be a bad the thing. The Queen of Cups will not leave me alone. She is always following me around. Every time I do a reading, it's like, God damn, God damn it. You know, and, you know, I'm always yelling at my cards. It's like, I know, I know, every time the Queen of Cups comes over. And, and, and I, you know, when I talk to Pitney about that, he's always, he's always like, you, you need more Queen of Swords. And I'm like, I know, but she won't come up. <laughs> I, I know I need her, but she never comes up. And that's one of the things I was talking about. Like, you know, for a while, you're going to keep getting the same cards over and over again, no matter what you do. And, yeah. and then, you know, six months from now, like if I was writing down all the cards, like I, you just, you just recognize them and remember them because they got, you know, you're only reading for you, like in the case of me. And so it's always the same. And then every so often something else will come, but that's usually because something just happened and now I'm getting slightly different cards. And we're going to get into meanings and meanings and conjunctions with other cards. We're going to get into that. But um, you end up with seeing the same cards all the time and then there's other cards that you know are in the deck. Like, you know, I, I'm just thinking, like, the Hanged Man. I have no uh -huh. fucking idea which is a major arcana card, which is the next thing we're going to talk about. I have no idea what the hangman looks, the hanged man looks like in my deck. I have never seen which that weird, card. I've gotten that a lot. Right. And I never, <laughs> I get the fool every yeah. once in a while. I never get the magician. I never get the hanged man. I, it's, a, it's weird, you know? And it's like, but like I said, if it was strictly statistical probability, I would get a more random selection of cards. I mean, I'm literally shuffling them over and over and over and over and over again. Sometimes hand over hand, sometimes like a traditional, you know, shuffling a regular deck of cards. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes side by side, like long ways versus short ways. So that sometimes it turns half the deck upside down and sometimes it doesn't, yeah. depending on how I do it. And um, you'd think that it would be a variety, but it's not. And that's part of the shit we can't understand, but it doesn't mean it's not true. Because it's I know, because true. that is, you know, the fact that rationality and science is false and spirituality is right. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go there, but you know, <laughs> I'm not going that way. So, okay, so we were going to go into Major Arcana a little bit. What, with, because there's, there's what, 50? How many? Major, no, twenty. Twenty major arcana. Twenty, and that's right. And those right. are, they're basically. My friend Sue, she says those are karmic situations. It's big because it's those are big, stuff. big events, yeah. big transitions, big life changing things. Yeah. I mean, and then we go through life-changing things all the time, not like right. you're going to move 
to Singapore tomorrow. This is like major things that happen that change your thinking more than just a mood. Like, um, beginning of last year when, um, again, if people have been listening for a long time, they know that 2019 really shitty year for me. Um, and at the beginning of 2019, you did a reading for me that was almost, I swear half the cards were major arcana and mm-hmm. it was like this big, like you were completely blown away and emotional. I didn't say a damn thing. All yeah. I said is I just need to have a sense of where I'm going. And it was like, because my whole world was fucking upside down and everything that came up was, Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, and it was really, it was really strange. Yeah, I don't even, I don't remember. I just, I wish I'd recorded it. I really wish I'd recorded it. Because I just remember it ended up being like, like, without me telling you what, what I wanted the reading to be about, you just started saying things. And I was like, yeah, he didn't, he didn't know that that's what I was thinking about. Like, you know, although Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. me, so you would have a sense of that, but you didn't know what like my innermost thoughts were and the cards fucking did. Oh yeah. And that's what was, that was freaky. Yeah. uh, And so like when the majors come up, you need to listen. Right. (laughs) Because it's their major transitions or their major lessons that you need to learn and go through. And that when people say lessons, people take that as a negative thing. Oh my God. It's not necessarily negative. It's just as often positive as it is negative. I I will, I will add to that by saying this when, um, when the shit went down in January and I cut off a relationship with a guy I'd been friends with for 15 years because I realized that we had an abusive relationship right around that time. And again, you know, just happened to listen to this this card reader that I like on YouTube and for weeks every time she did a reading it was like she was telling me and this is what happened to you this week Amelia I mean it was like mm-hmm. every fucking card and right I swear to god like the day after it happened when I was still just like kind of sitting and reeling from all of this she used a phrase that she has that that was the first time I'd ever heard her say it and she uses it every once in a while now and she it's she says it's a lesson a test and a blessing and she never says just one of those she says all mm-hmm. three that yep. things that happen to you that are big that make that stop you in your tracks mm-hmm. the reason why it feels like you've just stopped is because and I used to call it you know God kicking you in the head or whatever it's like Whatever it is, it's like, stop, take stock in what just happened. You know, what are you, what did you just learn? What is, and, exactly. and, it's, and even if it seems bad, even if it seems bad, you literally, some, sometimes the, the bad things happen to show you, you know, now not to do that. It's mm-hmm. like, I just burnt my hand on the stove. Well, I'm not going to stick my hand in the stove anymore. You know, if, if you look at things as a lesson, a test and a blessing, you know, the blessing part is in there too. That 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 oh, phrase always. covers everything always. that happens. Yeah. Do you read books? Do you live by small bodies of water surrounded by trees and other wildlife? Is that geese shit? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, 
you have found a home here at the Brook Reading Podcast. Each week, I read a book while nestled in my small New Jersey apartment and gaze out the window at a brook. Then I jump online, talk about it, ask for your opinions, and bitch about something for approximately five minutes. If you would like to join this madness, check out the Brook Reading Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or on the Radio Public app. Let's step into some animal feces together. And one thing I want to say about the, the major arcana before we start going into, like, how a reading works. Um, when you watch movies or TV shows and there's a tarot reader... <laughs> Oh, God. I know where you're going with this. Oh, my this. God. Okay, so. Goddamn death and God, goddamn the devil. Goddamn death card and the devil card. They don't mean what you think they mean. Oh, and, God. And, I mean, I've even, I have, you know, and, and my favorite thing about that is how, how, who has ever done a tarot reading where they turn over one card and that's it? It's like, oh, fuck off. That is not... God, one card oh. doesn't tell you shit. And the and the other thing... this Okay, I'm just going to give this example because it's the stupidest fucking thing. So there's this show called Bones. I don't think it's on anymore. But there's a billion seasons of it. My husband's very into it. And the main character in that show, her first name is Temperance. And these other characters were like, I don't... You know, Temperance wasn't... She wasn't there at the time... But they're talking to this tarot reader who turns over the death card and they all go, <gasps> and then she Ugh. turns over the, the temperance card because that's a card and they all get up and run out of there because temperance is in danger. Oh, God. And it's like, those cards did not just say that. God damn it. None of this I shit. I mean, I guess in a fantasy world of a psychic... That could mean that, but that would so never really happen. And Maybe it, it yeah, would. I don't know. It's so, it's so, uh, you dumb. know, it's so dumb. Oh my god! But I just that's that's one of and see and shit like that is one of the reasons why people don't want to even consider like even people who've been feeling like I really am kind of curious about that and I don't I and I want to learn about it but I feel like it makes me it makes me seem stupid because every time I see a tarot reader in a movie uh it's always this stupid bullshit and I don't want anyone to think that I'm that crazy person which is not tarot readers in real life no just like most things it's kind of like Oh, well, if you work in real estate, that means you do a lot of fucking or what, you know, whatever it is. If you're a pizza delivery guy, that's how, you, you know, people blow you all the time because they don't have any money. It's it's like believing that it's basically the equivalent of I know what it's like to be a to be a cable repairman because I watch a lot of porn. Oh, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. That. So don't believe what you see in movies. Only listen to us. And that really is a good rule of thumb in general. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> because we know what we're talking about. Okay. So, okay. One of the things um, that we did in preparation for this, about a week ago, we each pulled out our decks, knowing we were going to do this episode. 
And we each pulled two cards and showed them to each other, sent pictures to each other. And with the idea that to show every card has its own meaning, but cards in conjunction with each other, that affects the way you look at this Uh card because this card's sitting next to it. And so that's, and also the difference between two different readers looking at the same thing. And because we weren't like trying to read it for ourselves, we were just trying to go as generic as possible. I have no idea what Pitney's going to say. I know. Yeah, I know. Cause what, I was looking yeah. at it. Like this is just what story do these two cards say? Right. And I, you know, That's it. I just sort of, yeah, I looked at it kind of that way too, but like generic person, like what would I say to generic person sitting in front of me? If these were cards that came up. interpretation so let's start with the two cards that i pulled from my deck which i pulled the four of cups and the eight of wands and um i think i want i want to just for a second i want to describe what's on the cards just a little bit four of cups is one of my favorite cards just because it's so it's one of those ones that really it really tells me what it is um There's three cups, and then a hand is offering the fourth cup to a guy who's sitting under the tree, and his arms are crossed, and he's, like, getting all these offers of cups, but he's not taking them. And then the eight of wands is, like, eight sort of arrow-looking wands flying through the sky. You can tell they're flying because there's two birds flying with them. And that's I just wanted to kind of say that so you can get a sense of, like, the symbolism. So, um... I'll start with four of cups. Like I said, offers are coming and you're saying, you're saying no to them right now because you have a need to sort of contemplate what's in front of you and figure out what's, what's the most important to you. That's just a very brief of what Mm -hmm. that card is for me. Eight of wands, things are flying. Things are moving very quickly. There's a lot of momentum and flow. And if you can, you know, if, if you can, if you can like harness the momentum of, of what's going on around you, then you can really accomplish something. Mm-hmm. So that's just two completely separate ideas. So the combination of those two cards, if both of those cards came up in a reading for me, the way I would look at both of them together would be, you've got an opportunity to make a big move. You just have to figure out what it is that's most important to you, what matters the most, because that is where your reward, your ultimate reward for your move will be greater. You're going to wait until the the right thing comes along. And when you play it right, you're going to, you're going to win big. That's just the generic. That's the basic of what I saw. Now, Pitney is going to also interpret the same two cards. So I'm going to hand it off to you now. Yeah, because I came up with really, really similar things. Uh, You know, the Four of Cups to me has always been about, like, you know, rumination and discussion and thinking and pondering this, that, and the other. Um, And, you know, combined with the Eight of Wands, to me it was like, because the Eight of Wands is like quick motion. It's like deciding and going. 
Right. You know, to me, it was like, discuss it, make your decision, fucking go. The time of discussion is over with those two together. Because you got to strike while the iron is hot kind of. Yeah. So those two guards together. Yeah. So we pretty much interpreted those the same way. You know, yeah, but, um, yeah. you know, with other cards around it, you know, the Eight of Wands traditionally could mean a physical move, a trip. Oh, right. Travel. Yeah. I mean, that right. could mean you're pondering, can you afford to go on this cruise with your husband? And it could also be right. like, yeah, you need to fucking go because you really need this right now. Right. And, but and just if you're, based if on those yeah. two things, it's like whatever you're pondering Stop thinking about it and fucking do it because it's going to be a good thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we can't go into this forever, but just like the death card, that could be the best fucking thing in the world. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Because it doesn't actually mean death. Yeah. It could be me finally walking away from that abusive relationship. Yeah, a bad relationship, a horrible job. Uh, The death card could be very positive. Right. Depending on what's around it. Anyway. Okay. We have two other cards yes. we're going to talk about. These are Pitney's cards. Yeah, so mine, I chose, um, and interestingly enough, because God damn it, they're mine and fuck. They were both reversed, <laughs> which is fine. Right. But I get, I get, normally I get almost all reversals, but too. for some reason, the day when we did this a week ago, I got two upright cards. It's like, that never happens, but yeah. okay. And I got reversed, <laughs> but I got the four of pentacles reversed and I got the chariot reversed. Oh, we never really explained what reversed means. I just realized that it's like, it, it means this. It's like the card will mean the same thing. But backwards. But it's a basically. negative aspect of it. If you want to right. stay negative, you know, it's like 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 it's not always negative. But whatever, depending on what what you would have said, it's the opposite of that. Depending on what it is. So, yeah. So just for, yeah. you know, for like a twenty second example, the Queen of Cups. Yeah. Positive. It could be, you know, a nurturing, loving, emotional figure who's giving support and blah 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 blah. And negatively, it could be a stifling, controlling figure who's so stuck in her the way that things need to be that she's giving you right. this advice based on her feelings or or you're so stuck in that that you can't it, get out of it. Right. Which which is why I always get yeah. it. It's the it's the nurturing it to the point on what's around it. Right. It's It's like the nurturing to the point, nurturing to the point of forgetting to take care of yourself because yeah. you're so busy taking care of everybody else. And that is why that card always comes up for me. Yeah, so, so. Pause, and anyway. But back to his cards. Upright, <laughs> reversed. Yeah, so I got the Four of Pentacles reversed and the Chariot reversed. I read those two together as like say the story that is saying a situation where you're so hold, you're so holding on to your resources or your ideas that you're not fucking doing anything with them. And even though you could, Ah, you're completely ignoring the impulse to go forward with it. And you are just completely giving up on your dreams because you don't trust yourself enough to fucking do it. Wow. And the reason why I say that... Okay. Okay. Is because upright... I would read it as 
you know, there's this thing happening. There's obviously an idea happening. There's obviously a thing happening, right? Or it wouldn't be a pentacles. Right. So there's an idea happening and you say, you know, you got limited resources to do it for whatever. Let's say it's a business idea. Okay. You got limited resources. You got to hold on to something. You're pondering what you want to do with that to make it work. But say the chariot was upright with the four of pentacles upright, that would be an indication of like, oh, yeah, this is a good idea. You know, be cautious with the four of pentacles, but fucking go. It's time to go. Right, because the chariot is a very forward movement, forward yeah. momentum kind of card. Yeah. But reverse, to me, I was just reading it as like, you're worrying the fuck too much, and you're giving up on this dream, and you're just not letting anything happen because you've just given up. <laughs> That's yeah. how I've read it. But the interesting thing about the chariot, well, I will just say, again, because I could go on forever, but 20 right. seconds or whatever. To me, the chariot is interesting because it's like, on my card, there's an image of a white horse and a black horse that are sort of going like right. in opposite directions where if they're going equal force... The chariot's going to stop and ain't going to fucking move. That's true. They're not running straight But if straight you line, yeah. guide them, they'll run together and go really, really strong and right. really, really straightforward toward a thing. Right. So to me, and it's reversed, those horses are stuck like here and here. I'm motioning with my arms, right? Here and here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which means the chariot ain't going to go fucking anywhere, and there's just going to be a lot of dust. <laughs> okay, okay. I I went a bit of a different way, because one of the things that I, when I was looking at the Four of Pentacles, I was thinking that the money that you have, you've been overspending because you're trying to make, the way I, the way it came to me was you're trying to make yourself happy. By spending too much money. And and so you're basically throwing good money after bad. And you're basically screwing things up, trying to make shit happen the way you want to do. Because you're trying to control everything oh, by yeah. throwing money at Totally, it. totally spot on. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So yeah. you're trying so hard to be in control of everything because for some reason... And you're just getting frustrated because the universe is not bending to your will right now. Because, mm -hmm. look, I'm spending all this money. I, I bought the cool car. Why am I not happy? You know, so... Because you're basically... You're being a miserable shit, and it's not about what you're spending money on. It's about, like, investing in yourself in order to move forward, as opposed to throwing money at shit to move forward. I went completely a different way. Oh, yeah. That's interesting because <laughs> you were totally, like, dead on. Yeah, that's great. But it's funny because, like, we have... I mean, we there were some similarities in there, but we, but we but definitely, in terms of, like, the individual cards, I was, you know, like, with the chariot, for me, it was like, you know, normally the chariot is all about moving forward, but now it's like you're out of control, and it's because you're holding... You're, you have to loosen your grip. You have to let it move yeah. the way it's supposed to move. You have to stop trying to control it all the time. That was where I went. <laughs> but that's fascinating. And both of them are so dead on, right? Totally. Oh, Depending yeah. On, like, but what is around it to make the story? Right. 
you know, and that's why people. So if I had pulled these two readings or the, the, these two cards, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously that's not a complete story because it could be so many different ways. And I'm sure there's other people that are listening to this as like, well, both of what you said is really great, but it could be this. Totally. Or it could be this. And you know what? They're right, too. Because what is around it to make it a complete story? Right. And someone could have heard the two cards we were talking about. They wanted to see it, so they paused. They Googled the Rider weight deck, the traditional tarot deck that you always see. And they looked at those two cards and then they were listening to us and they were like, well, that's not what those cards look like to me at all. You know, yeah, and like, which again, well, that's because it's totally a different deck. valid and, you know, because yeah. if you take the different imagery, what each image means to a different person right. as a whole, it's still going to make the complete story in right. that person's mind. It's just each individual thing is going to be taken a little bit different. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it's important to, like, be in tune with your deck and what does sure. that mean to you. And how, and especially as you're learning to read, each card will, you know, I mean, just because your mindset will cause you to see cards in one way, whereas, like, six months later, you might see them in that's one of the things I kind of wanted to get into now that we're sort of talking about combinations and whatever, the actual practical use. That's something that is a big deal for me Mm -hmm. because like we kind of said, we were starting out, you know, we don't, we don't see the cards as magical. Some people do. We don't, you know, we don't see it as a tool of divination. You know, we don't, we're not like trying to look into a crystal ball and see the future with this. I have a problem, I lay out some cards, and then I'm going to look at those cards, because I'm doing a reading for me, based on what's going on with me. And I start with whatever the first card is, or the first couple cards. Yeah, but it's always going to make you look at your problem or situation from that point of view, which is going to force you to look at it a little bit different, so to think about deeper about it. Right. Right. Because like, if yes. I, like, let's, let's say it's a work thing. If, if those two cards, like, let's say the, the four of cups and the, and the uh, eight of wands came down for me and I'm having trouble with work. It's like, okay, well I have different offers, different options and I'm not choosing one yet, but you know, it's, it's giving me the basis of but you need to choose one. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's good that you're not choosing the first thing that comes along. The cards are telling me that. But it's saying you need shit or get off the pot. And then the next couple cards that come, because it has it has taken me to that point. And then the next card that comes up, now I have to frame what I'm how I'm thinking about my situation based on the next card. And then the next card. And and because I'm using the deck and I'm not just sitting here with my thumb in my butt, you know, just co- just coming up with random thoughts in my head, the cards are helping me to see it in a, in a particular way that I probably would not have come up with on my own. Mm-hmm. And even if you... And that's one of the things I wanted to get across. Like, even if you don't 
see any sort of, you know, uh, well, you know, I keep using the word magic. We don't consider them magic, but we, but like we say, the cards are always right. One of the reasons why the cards are always right is because the cards are just forcing you to look at a situation in a certain way. And, and you can say, yeah, but what if you turned over, you know, the, the ace of wands instead of, it's like, yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. I turned over the chariot. Yeah, and, but I just got to say, okay, just for the listeners, yeah. you are from that point of view. Yeah. I got to say, I am strongly from the point of view that they are divine inspired. I don't think they're sentient. Right. But I think that when I pull cards, it is like goddess, god, spirit, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I firmly believe that for me, that is what is inspiring the cards. So that's a little bit of different. It's this, the right. answer is the same, but I just want to say that. Right. And, and the way, and the way, you know, we were talking about, you know, the same cards always coming up yeah. and things like that. And like, I cannot explain why it does that. Yeah. But it does always do that. Yeah, but it I firmly believe that yeah. it's divine. I know you don't, but I do. Right. But like but like you don't necessarily think there's some invisible hand that is rearranging the deck while you're not looking so that the next card you turn over is I don't know, you know maybe because it's weird. The way that you shuffle things and you keep getting like I've had readings where I've done like stressful situations. Right. Say, like, I've done readings, like, every night, let's say, for five nights. Right. I've had the same cards yeah. appear over and over in mm -hmm. different positions, positions right. of the same yeah. thing. And, I, yes. So, no, skeptics. It's not that they're not shuffled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that whatever, whatever the reason is that I have no explanation for it, but the truth is that now granted we're not saying every time i turn over six cards it's the exact same six cards oh we're no, not saying that. no we're saying that there are certain cards that you know on any given week or whatever no matter how many fucking times i shuffle the goddamn two of cups is going to be there. Yep. The goddamn queen of cups is going to be there. The goddamn three of swords is going to be there. Oh, and girl, it happens I know that all one well. Yes. yes. Hello. And we won't even go into that. Feel free to but look yeah, that But yeah, but I've had things like, you know, shuffling and shuffling the same couple cards keep showing up every night for a week in a different and, position. Right. And statistically, they should not be, but they do. You know, it's... And be and that and that's part of why it's useful. If it was utterly, totally random and it was diff completely different cards every time, I'm not sure the the usefulness of it would always work. Because oh, it yeah. will always, I mean, and, and you know, I, I was telling Pitney, you know, like a couple weeks ago, I had been doing like you know nightly readings for a bit because I just had a bunch of shit going on, and. I was having this thing where the last, as I was turning things over, a couple of nights in a row, I knew exactly what they were going to be. 
you know, and it was like, and it was like, well, I, I can tell by everything I have here and everything that's going on with me, I know that what it's telling me is, hello, Two of Cups. Yeah, I know. And, and, and it's one thing for that to happen once, for that to happen two nights in a row. Again, go ahead and believe it's completely chance and whatever. But you do it a few thousand times, and when the same cards keep coming up from you, you ex you try to explain that it's nothing. You know, it's easy to say it when it ain't you, but when it's you and it's legitimately helping you because it really is taking you through. You know, something that last time it it was well this these are these cards are in the position of this is what you should do, so then you do that, and then the next time you pull. Those are the cards that were, okay, this is what you just did. I know. It, it happens, happens all the time. It happens. Or sometimes if it's not the exact same cards, it's other cards that mean the same thing. Like the forward movement. Eight of Wands is forward movement. The Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, like I've done things where I've done tarot readings and then I've done, uh, if I don't like the answer... Oh, you throw an oracle card well, in there? If I don't like the answer, <laughs> I'll go to uh, an oracle deck. Yep. And I'll be damned. The oracle get deck says, shut up, accept Obviously the answer. different cards, but the same fucking thing. Yes. Yep. The oracle deck is like, stop being an asshole. You know you're supposed to do this. Yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, so funny. It's so great. And it really, it's cheaper than therapy. If you don't, if you can't afford to go to a therapist right now and you're just like, I, my friends are sick of hearing me whine about my problems. I want to see if I can force myself to look at my own problems in a new way. Get yourself, get yourself a cheap tarot deck. Yeah. Play with yeah. it. It's not, it's, what, what's it going to hurt? You know? But make sure you find one where the imagery attracts you. Yeah, yeah. Don't That's just key. don't just grab the Rider weight deck because it's the first one that comes up when everyone searches. And 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 you would know it if you've and ever really seen a tarot card. That was my too. first deck was the Rider weight. Well, I swear there was a time when you but, had to look a lot yeah. harder to find something that wasn't Rider weight. Now there's oh, so yeah. much variety out there. Oh yeah, that was my first deck, and I was just like meh. And so that's you the gotta kind of find you one explain. that goes with. With you, you know, right, and there, and I that mean, could be the vampire deck, right? I mean, there's there's a deck out there that I have. Oh my god, I spent I watched an entire YouTube video where they slowly turned one card over at, at a time so you could see the entire deck, and the deck was all based on Australian Aboriginal art. And it was all like images of animals, but it looked, it looked like, almost like it was like a mosaic. Yeah. Oh my God, they were so gorgeous. And you know, people that, that is their spiritual path. Right. That deck would be so meaningful for them. Right. But I, like, I to was me, to I, I wouldn't understand it other right. than, oh, what beautiful art. And right. I'd like to learn more about this culture. Right. But if that was my spiritual path, oh, hell yeah. And I, I sat there looking at them, and I was like, oh, my God, these are beautiful. These are so, so, so beautiful. I can't stop looking at it. 
But at the same time, I I knew I ain't buying this deck. I just want to look at yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, but but the but another time, the the one that's like it's like I, you know, I have it bookmarked. I'm I'll it will be the next thing I buy, but I'm not buying it yet because everything about it just screams at me and I cannot explain it. But, and I showed it to Pitney and he thought the artwork was really cool, but he instantly was like, oh, I can already feel this is way too like feminine oriented. That's right. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful, but yeah, so not for me. Yeah, and, it was, yeah. and it was gorgeous. And not only that, but the artwork, I immediately sent it to an artist friend of mine because I'm like, I know you didn't make this, but this deck looks like you made it because of her like collage style of yeah, art. Yeah, you told me about that. That was so cool. And she lost her mind. Yeah. But I, but I am so I will. I cannot stop going back and looking at that deck, and I know I'm gonna get it. But I oh, really, really if you, you know what, and if you keep looking at it, you're drawn to it. Oh my god. And you need it. And it's called the Muse Tarot, and look it up, and oh my god, it's just, it's so fucking And I do believe that. You keep looking back as you're drawn to it, and you need it. And I, you know, I look at tarot decks because, because like, like we were saying earlier, like we're, I'm really into the design of it, and the way you have all these cards that mean certain things. And you can illustrate those things in so many different ways. Uh And the card still works, even though it's, you know, uh, it's just so fun. And I will say in closing, my religious thing for the episode. Yes. God, goddess, spirit, whatever the fuck you want to call. The universe. It. Yeah. I believe that he, she, it created us and that he, she, it created us to resonate with a whole bunch of different things and all these different imageries and all these different traditions and is designed to celebrate the variety and the diversity of life. Sure. Because if there's such diversity of life, there's diversity of connecting with the divine. Absolutely. And therefore, there ain't no one true path that's right. There ain't no one deck that's right. It's all about what connects with you. Yeah. And that's that's why there's so many options out there. Because if there was one right answer, humanity would have fucking figured it out by now. They're all valid. And what makes me sad, what makes me really, 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 really sad are people that claim to be atheists because I don't think that's humanly possible. I think there is something in our brain that connects with something and that there's denial there that need to find, they need to like go through that fear and figure out how they connect with something. And, wh- and while I understand... That's just me. Right. That's just me. And, and and as long as we're going there, I will say I will say one more thing, and then we'll try to shut up. Um, while I do understand... You can't prove to me that X is true, and therefore I don't believe it. That's fine. But if I say to you, prove to me that it's not, you can't prove a negative. Everyone knows you can't prove a negative. So if proof is necessary... 
that you can't prove to me that something yeah. doesn't exist because you can't yeah. prove a negative. That's all. That's that's all. That's all. But to me. There's proof. I look at the ocean and that's proof to me that atheists are wrong. <laughs> yeah. I look at a bird fly and that's proof to me that atheists are wrong. But that's just me. <laughs> and who the fuck am I? Maybe I'm wrong. But what, one thing we definitely know for true, <laughs> anyone who is 100% certain that what they think is 100% true and that they're the only ones who know it, the only thing that's absolutely true is that that person is wrong. Yes. Certainty is the number one indicator of wrongness. How about that? Amen. Except for the statement that tarot cards always know best. <laughs> Amen, girl. Amen. <laughs> For listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. The only masculine emotion is denial.